Welcome to the Momzum Maternity YouTube and Podcast. Today's host is Alicia Summers. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your busy dad day to join <laughs> yeah. us. You're going to provide yeah. a lot of our viewers with a lot of free help, and we're really looking forward to that. So first, you're the founder of InstaFather, which we'll get to in a moment. But first, mm -hmm. I want to get into your background a little bit. So you're in Pennsylvania. You live there with your wife your son, and you have two twin daughters. That's yeah. incredible. So at one point, you had three under three. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I still think about that to this day. Like, how did we ever get through that? That was a lot. Yeah, I had two under two for a period of time, and that was overwhelming. I don't know how you managed three under three. Any secrets you could share? <laughs> oh, no, great. Uh, if I had those secrets, I'll tell you what. Um, I will say... <laughs> It's a lot of communication. Like that's a ton of communication with your partner. That helps out a lot. Um, but when people ask us, well, how'd you do that? We said, well, we had to. Like you didn't have a choice. You just had to make it work. You know how it is. Um, one day after the next. And then all of a sudden, our girls are six years old. And that seems crazy to me. Yeah, they're six already, the twins? Yeah, they just turned six uh, a week ago, which is crazy because they were born like yesterday. So that, that math doesn't add up. But. That's really how fast time feels flies by right now, yeah. especially during the pandemic. Are they back in school? Yeah, so uh, where we're at, they are in in-person school. The girls are in kindergarten and my son is in second grade and they've been fortunate to go in person. Uh, I know you've been juggling with the at-home learning and all that stuff, yeah. uh, but they still periodically go uh, with virtual learning at home. Like anytime there's a snow day, which doesn't happen a lot your way, but happens a lot our way. <laughs> Um, they just say, oh, virtual learning, as if it's so easy for parents to just like drop everything and teach kindergarten. Exactly. Online. Well, this is the room we were in this morning where it was my office because I still I'm, I still work today. So I had my morning meeting. My son had his morning meeting. Mm -hmm. and then my my three-year-old was over there practicing his letters and coloring. So it was a little chaotic, but fortunately, they have a break. Dad took him out of the house. Nice. So, little peace and quiet. Um so aside from you being a super dad, which it sounds like you are, uh, you're also a professional improv comedian, which I'm sure that really helps relieve a lot of stress in the home, especially yeah. with the pandemic, right? You know, as me, like being a stressed out mom myself, I know that laughter is the best medicine. So your family is yeah. lucky to have you. Did that help well, with everybody? Uh, it helps. Uh, and I'll say my wife is extremely funny. Uh, she's in the improv troupe with me. That's one of the ways we actually initially got together. We started an improv troupe. Uh, that's kind of like who's lines in anyway, and she's she's hilarious. Uh, but doing those kind of shows, and now we do them virtually, a lot of shows virtually, it is good stress reliever, and it's nice to just like let off some steam and make people laugh. I mean, there's, there's something. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot of um, jokes based on the pandemic now, right? Is that some yeah. new material for you? <laughs> no, I mean, just constantly, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, so aside from that, you're also a marketing strategist, right? So tell me more about that. Who do you help market? Yeah, uh, so I, uh, I, I'm a former journalist who's evolved into uh, marketing strategist as that happens a lot. So I get to just be creative all day. Um, I try to tell my kids what I do. And I boil it down to them as I make commercials, which is way oversimplifying it. Uh, but sometimes I help break commercials or I help uh, companies make new brands and stuff. But they just say, Daddy, you make commercials. I'm like, sure. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so you kind of work with video production as well. Uh, it's, it's really whatever is needed. It might be helping uh, an actual rebranding of a company for like a tech startup uh, to helping to write a commercial script. It's a little bit of everything, which is kind of like being a dad. So, 
I would imagine that allows you some flexibility at home, right? With the kids? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been able to work from home this entire time. And I, uh, that's a blessing because not all parents get that. Uh, my sister, for example, is a nurse and she has a son and she's had to work in a hospital this whole time with no stopping, right? And that's, that's a lot. So being able to work from home has been very helpful. Yeah, for sure. I can imagine. Um, okay. And then aside from that, Sorry, I'm at home too, obviously. My dad's, oh, yeah. So never mind <laughs> him. Mine will um, happen too at some point. The kids are out of the house, but the dog is still here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you authored two books. Mm -hmm. uh, the first is um, The New Mom's Guide to New Dads. Is mm -hmm. that the first one you wrote? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, New Mom's Guide to New Dads actually got copy there. So, that was a long uh, labor of love that I was able to publish right at the start of the pandemic. It, Never would have planned it like that, but that's just the timing that happened. Yeah. Uh, and I've been able to uh, talk to a lot of people about it. That's all about helping moms understand what new dads go through. Uh, not because moms need uh, like some guy to tell them what to do, far from it. And if, if anything, it's guys aren't great about talking about their feelings. You know, there's newsflash there. Uh, but this helps a mom say, okay, well, I want him to be more involved. How can I have that conversation with him and understand what dads go through, even from what we see in pop culture, right? What are dads portrayed as? Right. And that's how a lot of dads frame what they should be as a dad. Right. So um, if you could, I know we should read the book, but if you could give us one piece of advice from that book, yeah. what would it be? One takeaway. Yeah. Uh, so it is very helpful uh, to be direct in what you need. Um, it is not asking too much if it's not asking too much for a dad to be involved. That should be the expectation. Mm -hmm. There's a difference there where moms are expected to do it all, which is crazy, but that's what's been expected, right? You have to do it all. Mm -hmm. And for dads, it seems like if you do anything, like if you happen to change a diaper, you get an award and a trophy and like a bonus, right? That's not how it should be. But if you set that expectation early, you know, even during the pregnancy stage of, hey, I, I'm hoping that you could be super involved. Uh, what are the things that you want to do? And let him take some ownership of that. Um, so I took ownership of putting our, our kids to sleep as a good example, like every night, no matter what, especially with twins, that were some long nights. Um, but that was something I always had even to this day. I do, um, a lot of that. And my wife had the expectation and that was, that was it. Right. So it wasn't about like, can you pitch in? Fatherhood is not pitching in father is like, that's your kid too. Yeah. Well, how did you do the bedtime for all three? Cause I would imagine the two girls oh, yeah. together, right? And then yeah. but your boy would be separate. And how did that work? You, yeah, you think so. Uh, to this day, uh, my son who is about to turn eight uh, sleeps in the same room as our daughters. Not because he has to, because we're fortunate we have room for him. He just wants to. Mm -hmm. So for a, for a long time, I would put one hand on one daughter's little tiny hand. The other hand would stretch across to the other crib. And then my foot would actually reach across to my son who was sleeping on the floor. Uh, and I would do that delicate balance for a while. Uh, coincidentally, I have a bad back, but I don't know why. Um, and I would do that crazy balance to touch all three at once. And then you kind of rotate around and stuff. Oh my uh, gosh. You, you do what so you got to do. So You do, but then you probably need a chiropractor now, right? You're I did. I, I literally had to get a chiropractor at one point because I would like sit up sometimes like, oh no, uh-oh, that's it. I'm done. So. Well, how long would that take? Oh, sometimes it'd be like an hour in, in complete darkness, holding this awkward position. And if anybody walked in, they'd say, are you okay? Like I, I looked like I just had a long night of party and just like strewn on the floor, but we were just so used to it. 
um, that we don't think anything but now now we can kind of take turns and it's fine they still want to hold her hand uh, mm -hmm. we never did a cried out method everybody's got their own methods but we always stayed with them okay. uh, until they went to sleep uh, yeah. for me for a while especially when i was commuting further that was the only time i got to see my son uh like really because it was practically dinner time that's bedtime so yeah. that time with him even if it was tough that was my time with him you know so i didn't want to give that up oh yeah no i understand where you're coming from we we did the cried out method only because it was the only way we could keep our sanity and yeah. um i mean to each their own right like there's no right way or wrong way. Yeah. But how long did it take you to finally get them to go to sleep and, and stay asleep on their own without waking up in the middle of the night and coming out to find you? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So it's helpful that they had somebody else in the room with them. And like if you're a parent with just one kid, the, the, the actions and the reactions from the baby are going to be a lot different than if you have multiple kids. I wish I could tell you exactly how long it was, but it's a blur. So it's hard to know. For sure, uh, the best, the thing about parenting is you get stretches where like, oh, this is finally working or sleeping through the night. And then as soon as you get used to that, they start waking up out of nowhere for no particular reason. Uh, my That's daughter, true. my one daughter, uh, once we moved to toddler beds, make a habit of like creeping up to the side of the bed and waking me up with her face like an inch away from my face, which will um, make you just have a heart attack in the middle of the night. She it's creepy. Like, you know. And I think every child does that. You just, the mom or mom or dad, yeah. you're sleeping and you just feel a presence. Yes, <laughs> I feel a presence. And then a little face. It's like the it's sixth scary. sense, but it's your own child. So you're like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. It happens to every, yeah. to the best of us. Um, and then you also wrote another book. It's called The Guy's Guide to Being a Birth Partner. Yeah. That, yeah. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so that's the, the flip side of it, obviously. Um, so I worked... Uh, with uh, Callisto Media based out of San Francisco to uh, publish that. Uh, I wanted to have the chance to write something directly to dads as well. Um, for a long time for Instafather, it's writing a lot to moms. I wasn't even trying to, but moms are the ones who wanted the information. And they would pass it to dads to say, hey, read this. This is that thing I was talking about. This is a direct conversation with dads. Uh, a lot of it is learn from my mistakes, right? Uh, but also, you don't have to think that it's unusual to be worried or uh, scared even about becoming a dad uh, because your partner, if it's your wife, girlfriend, whatever it might be, they're nervous too. They might just put like a better face on it and like seem like they know what they're doing, but they're, they're kind of confused and baffled too. So mm -hmm. open up a little bit, have that conversation with them. Uh, but the more involved you can get early on during a pregnancy, the better off you're going to be once the baby arrives. So that's a lot of the book. Like walking them through all of the pregnancy stages mm -hmm. and then to when the baby's actually there so that you're well set up you already know what it's like to be involved because you've been involved this whole time yeah that's interesting when i was pregnant with my first i would we, my husband and i would go to the hospital and take all these classes on how to yes, be a yeah. parent um and then the second time around we didn't do any of that like we just kind of winged it but then we yep. also had the foundation to go off mm -hmm. of but we going to those hospital classes we and then having a baby our first baby we felt like we didn't really use anything we learned in those classes yeah it's it's one of those like you could take it or leave it i i hadn't really dealt with babies at all um and that's a big thing even in the, the first book i talked about that guys don't really grow up with people saying hey do you want to hold this baby like people just don't do that to young boys but they'll do it to young girls right so i needed a little bit of like okay how do you like 
literally, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing, right? Um, the classes can help in some regards, but especially on the date of delivery, you kind of throw a lot of things out the window. You might have that nice laminated birth plan, half that goes out the window. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what you really learn isn't the specific skills of like, you know, this term or that term, it's having that better uh, relationship with your partner the whole time, that trust. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah, that's very good because that won't change. The kids yes. will change, but that trust and relationship. Yeah, you've got to be in it. You've got to be in it together and understand that you're each going to make mistakes. That's okay too. You know, just give each other a lot of grace. Yeah, good point. And then uh, furthermore, as if two books weren't enough, you're also writing a journal now for new dads and that's scheduled to be released later this year. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's going to come out later this year. I thought I didn't have enough to do, so why not work on another book? Um, sure. Uh, but this is kind of a companion piece to the, the birth partner one. And this is really talking to dads about like, let's write out your emotions. Like, what did it feel like when you first heard your baby's heartbeat? Well, what was going through your head? when you started to like assemble the crib, that kind of stuff. It doesn't all have to get that super deep emotional. Some of it's just fun stuff of like, what was like when somebody, some stranger put your hand on your partner's stomach. You're like, dude, like, what are you doing? You know, um, <laughs> your partner might have thought that. So some of it's a uh, fun, lighthearted stuff, but you don't get that time back. I wish I would have done more of that writing down my thoughts when my wife was pregnant. So mm -hmm. this is a chance to make sure guys have that chance too. Yeah, that is funny because when you have a bump, when a woman has a bump, it's sort of a free-for-all, an oh, unwritten yeah. rule that anybody could just walk up to you and touch your bump. I, maybe that was like the, the one upside of the pandemic that there were hopefully were fewer strangers going up to pregnant women and saying, can I touch you? Right? Yeah. I, I would see people do that to my wife. I'm like, you don't even know her. Like, that's her yeah, bump. If there is a silver lining, that's it, right? Your personal bubble, your space. And I don't think your that's bubble. going away. Yeah. yeah um, so now you're also an award-winning parenting columnist and creator of InstaFather. So I promised we'd get back to InstaFather. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, I went on the website. It's, it's a blog dedicated to helping new parents, especially dads, which is great because yeah. There are not a lot of resources and not a lot of support out there for dads. It's all it's all focused on mothers. Why why do you think that is? Because in today's day and age, you know, it's roles are switched, times are different. I would say there are more moms that are breadwinners nowadays, and, oh, and more dads is stay at home dads, right? So yeah, yeah. Well, where is that? So I'm glad that you're offering dads more support. But yeah, where are the other dads doing the same thing? Well, I'll tell you this much. There are a lot more dad bloggers out there than you would think. Uh, I've gone to an annual conference called Dad 2.0. Uh, that is nothing but like beards and flannel uh, everywhere of just dads of all uh, backgrounds and uh, who all write about being, uh, being a father. So they're out there, but it is a small portion compared to the mom bloggers for sure. Right. However, uh, within that, there is a growing movement of, let's say, stay-at-home dads. You touched on that. I believe the number of stay-at-home dads has doubled in the past decade. Uh, it's really growing, especially because it's, I want to say socially acceptable. It should have always been socially acceptable, but it's not a big deal to have a stay-at-home dad at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. I never uh, try to uh, pretend I've got an expertise in, let's say, being a stay-at-home dad versus what I am, which is a, a working dad, uh, because everybody has their own unique experiences. But I figured with InstaFather, I can help a little bit 
where I wish I would have had the help. I wrote, I started writing that while my wife was in the hospital. I would sit beside her bed. Um, she was on bed rest for a month in a hospital. And I started writing some stuff because I was looking for resources. And I couldn't quite find anything for dads. Yeah. We're super pandering. Like, like dads were idiots. We're like, you should like be nice to your wife. I'm like, yeah. When Wait, was what? this book written? Yeah, it was like, How like long 1950, ago? the 1950s called like, put down your cigar and help your wife. Right. Um, <laughs> You're right. right. Uh, okay, this is bad. So I started, uh, there were apps were just like that too. Uh, so I decided, well, I'm just going to work on my own content. Uh, and even to this day, uh, like I wrote a, a, a NICU guide because our girls were in the NICU. They were born at 31 weeks. And the NICU life is very intense. And again, like, they're six years old now, but I can think of that NICU life like it was yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, monitors and all that kind of stuff. But there wasn't anything I could find that would, what's it like to be a dad with kids in the NICU? Uh, it's a much different experience. So I started putting all that together. And it's been nice to have that resource for people. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad you do. So on this, um, Instafa on instafather.com, um, it says that you can gain new parent confidence in three yeah. hours, right? That's like, that's the selling point. So what's yeah. the magic recipe if there is one? Yeah, so the, the, th the three hour part of it is uh, really, I take uh, a lot of that into the books that I've written. And if you look, look through that, but it's about confidence matters so much when you're a new parent, you're not gonna know everything. And I don't mean confidence that you have all the skills and knowledge, it's confidence that you can make this happen, right? Um, New, being a new parent could be a lot. It could be scary. It could be amazing. It's ups and downs. Mm -hmm. uh, what I often hear from somebody who just had a baby is, I just didn't know what this was going to be like. And now it's like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Letting them know that you can get this, you can get through this if you're having a tough time taking care of the baby, if it's like the lack of sleep, whatever it might be, you can make this happen. And sometimes it just takes somebody in your corner saying, hey, have you thought of it like this before? Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the emotional or mindset change you need. Yeah. And I know um, postpartum depression is a real thing for many mm -hmm. women. Um, a lot of my friends in specific. And, you know, when a mom is dealing with that, they need their partner more than ever. Right. Mm -hmm. Did your wife deal with anything like that? So uh, we had a different situation. So it wasn't uh, that it was. Um, Certainly the NICU was part of it, um, but something, um, and I talked about a bit on the site that our uh, daughter Quinn, so she was actually the first born out of the two, she came out five minutes ahead. So she's, I guess, the middle child. Um, she had a uh, near-death experience um, right after she got out of the NICU. Uh, we were in our house and she was at that point just five or six uh, pounds, so very small baby. Um, and she started to turn gray and we had to rush her to the hospital. We thought she was okay for a second. She stopped breathing completely and they had to perform CPR on her. And this is a, you know, a tiny little baby. Yeah. Uh, we're talking, uh, like I walked back into the emergency room area where she was because my wife was there and we thought she just had a cold or something because that happens a lot right now to come out of the NICU. And they had a whole team of doctors performing CPR on my little tiny daughter, right? Uh, so Jeez. she had to get life flighted uh, to a hospital and obviously she's uh, it's fine today and it was um, like a pneumonia kind of situation but when you're that small right. your airways are tiny right so it's yeah it was one of those like things to turn a different way and, and your whole life is different mm -hmm. that situation um, and I know a lot of parents who have had a life-threatening situation with their kids 
that takes a long time to get over. Um, so my wife would say to this day, like even if her daughter gets a little bit sick, she still has that little bit of tense moment, right? It's a little um, bit of PTSD, I would imagine. A little, yeah, and that's that's a good way to, to put it. And in my case, I got into this, like, I'm just gonna make sure everything else is taken care of for as long as I could. And I didn't take a lot of time for myself. Yeah. And that ended up leading to some anger and frustration issues on my end because I wasn't dealing with emotions. Mm -hmm. I was just bottling it up without right. realizing it. And eventually I saw a therapist and really worked that out. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I try to be open about as well, even in that new mama's guide that when you don't deal with your emotions, especially as a new parent, which can seem like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And you don't realize it's been six months that you even thought about like, how do I feel? Because you're so focused on the baby, right? So it matters. It matters to really take time for yourself too. It does. And time for each other. I mean, date nights are mm -hmm. super important. Kids mm -hmm. rule your world. I know, but in order to <laughs> relationships strong, you have to focus on yourself and your partner and have some one-on-one -on -one alone time. Is that important to you? And do you it make that happen? So important. I'm really glad you brought that up that everybody has a different situation with, with their partner. Uh, but if you are in a romantic relationship, your kids need to see that you've taken time for yourself because if they never see that, when they grow up, they're going to take that same approach, right? They're, they're going to say, oh, okay, so mom and dad never go on dates. I guess that's just what, what you do. Yeah. You're not uh, giving up something or missing out on something with your kids by saying, hey, tonight uh, we're going to go out and go on a date or even just I'm going to take time for myself. I'm going to do that weekly yoga class or whatever it might be just for myself. I don't have to like apologize for it. I'm just going to do it because of me. Yep. That's okay because you're going to end up being a better, more balanced person exactly. as a result. Yeah. And there should be no guilt attached to oh, that. Oh, no. Because if you're strong and the relationship is strong, that's your foundation for your kid's future. They need a strong foundation, right? That yes. bond. Yeah. Um, uh, dad, dad guilt is strong, but I know mom guilt is really intense from any mom I've talked to. Yeah. Mom guilt's tough. Every time I go to work, I feel guilty. Yeah, but they instead are look. They're looking at like this amazing woman who's doing do, doing what she loves, right? And that's something that they will look up to when they get older. Yeah, right. So, um, and it, and I feel like it has grown their independence as well. So they mm -hmm. don't rely on me to entertain them twenty four seven. Like they figure it out on their own at such a young age. So yeah. there are pros and cons to that. Mm -hmm. I wish I I wish I had this kind of guidance when I was a brand new parent. That's, you know. the whole, that's the whole reason I wrote these books for yeah. that exact thing. Like, I wish somebody would have told me these things. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why we do it. Well, thank you so much for this free help. Any last bit of information or advice you want to leave before I let you go? Yeah, uh, if you have uh, friends who are expecting, um, skip out on the cute outfits and get them some diapers. <laughs> like those cute outfits last for like half a day and then there's a blowout and they're destroyed. Get them diapers and onesies, be kind. Um, and if you are a new parent yourself, give yourself some patience and grace. It's tough, but you're going to look back and say, I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Good advice, Andy. Thank you so much. Andrew Shaw, founder of InstaFather. I appreciate your time today. You were such a pleasure to talk to. All right. Thanks, Lucia. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye, Andy. Bye.
For more, please visit www.mamthematernity.com.